I got a job at Fila. Fila? Yes. Where? So Fila at the time was based in New York. Okay. And, uh, and I got a job as an assistant, they called it like product manager at the time. And I was working in the tennis category. So if anyone knows anything about that brand, tennis is kind of their, uh, their mainstay. So, I, uh, so as soon as I get there, um, my boss at the time tells me, um, hey Rashad, glad to have you. Yeah. Would love, you know, all your insights and everything you bring from the consumer standpoint, mm -hmm. please bring that to the table. Right. However, uh, I am leaving in two weeks. <laughs> oh, okay. This is Claim of Stories, a show about professionals working in the sportswear industry and the incredible careers they've been able to claim. Welcome to the Creative State. I'm Bima, and on today's show recorded live at the 2019 African American Footwear Forum in Portland, Oregon, we dive into how Rashad Williams started his career as a trend hunter at LA Media to now leading the creation of signature sneakers for James Harden at Adidas. Rashad made his name in the sportswear industry as a footwear product manager for some of the most recognizable sneaker brands in the world. He's worked at Jordan Brand, Nike, Under Armour, and Adidas. In our conversation that you're about to hear, Rashad talked about when he was initially trying to break into the sportswear industry and how he spent nine months researching and reaching out to professionals. Finally, after applying online, he landed a job at Fila in New York, working as an assistant product manager for the tennis category, perhaps not his first choice. When he joined me live on stage at the forum, he told me how this opportunity helped shape his career. I started my career actually um, growing up as an athlete, uh, play basketball, and uh, I started my career, I ended up doing a lot of, uh, I worked for an agency. Okay. And so at that agency, it was a young adult focused agency. So you focused yeah. on young professionals, teens, tweens, <laughs> and so we were kind of trend hunters. Yeah. So brands would come to this agency and say, hey, we're trying to target this demographic. Mm. How do we do that? Mm. So, uh, so within that, I, uh, I actually end up moderating focus groups. Okay. So I did a lot of consumer research. And so you're speaking with the consumer one-on-one. One-on-one, so I, I traveled about 200 days out of the year, uh, just going around talking to consumers about movie trailers, diapers, <laughs> cameras, whatever it may be. And yeah. so at the time I had a few clients um, when I was living in Boston, who were sneaker companies. Okay. So like a Timberland or a Reebok or Converse. Wow. So I was going around the country with people in the brand telling them what consumers wanted. Yeah. So, uh, so from there I was like, you know what? Like these people don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and I can probably help. You could probably help. You know, affect the brand. And yeah. so that's where my interest came. Okay. And, okay. Uh, and I was trying to figure out how to get uh, with the brand into the sneaker industry. So, now you're in this spinning your wheels and you're like, I want to get in. Yeah. What was the first opportunity you had to join the footwear industry? Uh, it's funny. So I probably tried to research for like nine months how to do it. Got some contacts. If anybody knows about the sneaker industry, it's pretty ancestral. You got to know someone. You got to know someone to know someone to get in. And, uh, and I actually just applied online. You applied online? Online. <laughs> and I got a job at Fila. Fila? Yes. Where? So Fila at the time was based in New York. Okay. 
and uh, and I got a job as an assistant. They called it like product manager at the time, and I was working in the tennis category. So if anyone knows anything about that brand, tennis is kind of their uh, their mainstay. So I uh, so as soon as I get there, um, my boss at the time tells me. Um, Hey, Rashad, glad to have you. Yeah. Would love, you know, all your insights and everything you bring from the consumer standpoint. Mm-hmm. Please bring that to the table. Right. However, uh, I am leaving in two weeks. <laughs> oh, okay. And this is brand new news. This is brand new. Move. Yes, correct. All to the industry. I moved from Boston to New York. Yeah. And so, uh, so at the time, it was me and my boss, a newer boss. Mm-hmm. And I was handling a lot of the tennis players that they had, okay. from Clem Kleisters to Jennifer Capriati, yeah. and I was uh, I was making product for them. And at the wow. time, they were big wigs, like they were winning U.S. Opens. Yeah. So this was a pretty stressful job and new to me. Right. And so how did you how did you navigate that? How were you basically? Because you needed to be up to speed pretty quickly. For sure. For sure. I think. Um, One, I think my job working at an agency helped me a lot. If anyone's worked at an agency or people who are in here working at an agency, it's it's pretty hectic at times. Yeah. You gotta hustle. Okay. And you gotta be very quick on your feet Mm -hmm. and you have to be very uh you know, uh intuitive on what's kinda going on, be able to read the room and and make adjustments and that that's what helped me. That's what helped you. Yeah. Okay. So we continue on. You you end up leaving Fila. I did. And you find yourself, I think, in 2009, and you're at Adidas. And yeah. um, how did you end up getting to Adidas? Was it, did you know some people, <laughs> or did you go online? How did you do that? So again, <laughs> so when I, uh, when I left Fila, I moved back to Boston. So my wife at the time was finishing school in Boston. Okay. And uh, again, I just applied online. <laughs> I feel like we need to talk to you about your online tactics because I, I know a lot of people in here don't have the same luck. My online <laughs> Just... game must be strong. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, so I applied online for a job at Adidas uh, within Adidas Originals at the time. Okay. So kind of the background was Adidas just signed the NBA contract. Okay. So they were looking. Um, they were looking for someone to you uh, to to apply all the NBA mm-hmm. licensing to product at the time, and so I just applied for the job again. <laughs> applied, got an interview, and uh, I guess I nailed the interview, okay. and uh, got the job. You got the job. Got the job. So 2009, you were actually, you were working on a, project, a product for All-Star Weekend. Yes. Tell me about this. Uh, so it's funny, so um, working on All-Star Weekend 2009, I think it was Arizona. Okay. It was in Phoenix at the time, okay. and so we were just trying to bring some heat. Yeah. you know, from the brand that way, and how do you just continue to leverage the, the NBA? Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, so we decided just to kind of just have some fun and do some promo pairs. Yeah. And so we use, if anyone knows Adidas product, uh, the Forum is a classic, yeah. like their first like major or second major basketball shoot. Okay. And so we just did this kind of uh, Arizona, uh, Phoenix-inspired, snakeskin, no new buck type of uh, very premium forum, yeah. which was uh, didn't anticipate anything. We're just yeah. out trying to see it and just get a buzz. Right. And the very cool thing about it was, I think it was uh, later on that year, um, I realized, I was like, wow, okay, I'm looking through the, uh, if anyone knows the streetwear book, All Gone. All Gone. I'm, I'm looking through All Gone. Yeah. Oh. There's the form high that I did really? in All Gone, which for me at the time was was pretty cool. That's a big Just deal. to get that type of validation. Yeah, um, especially from, navigating the space. You know, you're kind of heads down. You're working project to project. Yeah. All Star Weekend, yes, it's a big deal, but you're probably on to the next project. 
for they sure. They really get to celebrate these things. For sure, and I think that's what people don't know. Um, so you work in product management, you're usually working 24 to 36 months out. Mm -hmm. So you're always just kind of going on, you hit the project, then you go to the next one. To the next one. And so you're always looking to the future. Yeah. And, uh, and so yeah, you know, you gotta celebrate the wins when you get them, but that was a pleasant surprise for me. So I wanna take just a moment to really talk into product management, especially yeah. for footwear. Can you share with the audience maybe um, just a quick summary of what is that like? What is the responsibility and the, uh, the task that a product manager at footwear are responsible for? Yeah, um, so when you're in product management, you're basically responsible for the, uh, for the entire line of footwear. Mm -hmm. So you're, um, you're responsible for not only managing the business, mm -hmm. kind of how much money you're targeted to make for the season, yeah. you're responsible for briefing in the product products to the design team. Right. Uh, you're also responsible for working closely with your designers mm -hmm. and the developers mm -hmm. uh, who actually are your liaison between the factory. Mm -hmm. um, you're responsible for uh, presenting the line not only to <laughs> internal sales teams but external accounts. Right. Um, I like to say it's probably the most dynamic um, position uh, in yeah. the uh, in the footwear product creation, you know, in the industry that way, because you have so many touch points. Right. And do you love that about it? You love because you you get to touch on a lot of different areas of the business. Yeah, um, I do love it. I do love it because you have to, you know, you. Uh, I heard Rakaya, you know, like she's, mm -hmm. you know, super in, you know, math is is her thing. You have to have. Uh, your right and left brain have to work together when you're in product management. So you got to know business. Mm -hmm. You got to know. Uh, you know. You got to make sure that money's being made. Yes. But you also have a creative side right. that you can help influence. Um, you know, throughout the entire process. Right. And also during that time, did you end up doing some projects maybe with Def Jam? Yeah. So <laughs> that was so it was funny. So what, at, at Adidas at the time, so. All the experiences that kind of go with it. So um, we actually had an opportunity uh, to work with uh, Def Jam Records. So we did a collaboration with them. I think that was like 09 or 10. Man, you're bringing me back. <laughs> and uh, but you got to work with artists. That's amazing. So some of the artists we got to work with, you know, like Jeezy at the yeah. time and uh, Funny Red and Meth. Um, that was, How do you even keep them on track to do it? You don't. So I'll tell you an experience. So I come in and they're like, hey, uh, Red Man and Method Man are, uh, are coming to the office for a meeting. Okay, great. Great. So I get there at 8.30 in the morning. The meeting starts at 9. Before we get into the conference room, I don't, you guys probably guessed what was happening in the conference room at Adidas when we walked in. We opened the door. <laughs> Smoke, Smoke. <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. And uh, but the one thing I appreciate about those guys, yeah. what you see is what you get. What you get, right? right? And those guys were super authentic, super genuine. Yeah. And uh, and it was funny because at that time, you know, of course we finished the meeting about an hour later. Yes. Everyone's hungry. <laughs> so, hey, Rashad, can you take Red Man down to the cafeteria to get something to eat? And so we go down, and, and uh, so I take him to the cafeteria. And at this time, it's lunchtime. Yeah. So everyone in the company is down in the, uh, in the cafeteria. And he's up, hey, can I get a double cheeseburger? You know, uh, and so and one of the guy that cooks, he was like, Red Man, is that? <laughs> he was like, all right, cool, dope, yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, so, you know, you always get those always type get of uh, experiences. Okay. One, I, I, that'd be pretty dope to have Redman in the cafeteria at the same time. It was great. Yeah, everyone loved it. That's yeah. awesome. And he's a character. 
Uh, so you didn't make pivots in your career, but you, you have gone on to different brands. And one of the brands that you went and joined, which I found very interesting, is Jordan brand. Yeah. And at this time, I, I've spoken to a lot of people in the industry about this period in time, and they tell me that the PMs at Jordan brand at that time were legendary. Uh, I, well, I can't say that. Um, <laughs> but it's interesting. So my career, um, it's pretty unique mm. uh, from the fact that I've... Uh, I've been at multiple brands and like I haven't been fired, right? And so I've been at multiple brands, but I, I bring this perspective. Yeah. And so, yeah, at the time uh, I, went, I went over to Jordan Brand and, um, and I had a lot of heavy hitters as the PM squad uh, who I was there. A lot of people um, who were influential actually in the industry today, you know, uh, who are my brothers and sisters from, you know, Chris Ride and Jamal Lucas and yeah. Brandis Russell. Like it was Amazing. all of us were just working the PMs together. working together at that time. And, uh, and if you look at how our careers present, uh, you know, progress, it's pretty interesting that mm. now um, they are in senior leadership positions uh, within the industry, and we were all together, all together at once, and they were all people of color. Yeah. So, um, so that was pretty interesting, you know, at that time. How you felt like that was very rare? Uh, it's very rare. Yeah, Even it's today. very rare. Yeah, because if you think about it, um, when you talk about product management, mm -hmm. it's it's almost like the NBA or, or the NFL or a, um, or a professional league. There's only a certain amount of spots. And everyone, are, they're going for that same spot. So like the NBA, I think there's 450 roster spots. So imagine how many other people play basketball, right? And so, um, or does that less than like 300? But there's only a certain amount of spots. And so everyone kind of wants those spots. Um, and uh, so it was very rare to have all four of us, again, people of color, mm -hmm. at that time, uh, building off of each other, pushing yeah. each other, right. and then to see how our careers uh, progress now to where uh, you know, everyone's pretty much a senior leader and, and still influence in the industry. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Look back at it. So while you're there, you, you get promoted, and you get promoted into training. Yeah. And uh, you, you had an interesting shoe that you were, you were responsible for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I go from working in Jordan brand, doing some pretty cool stuff, yeah. and uh, I go into a new position where I'm managing the, uh, the Monarch. So I go from, if anyone doesn't know what that shoe is, it's, uh, it's a basic training shoe, yeah. but it does a lot of business. It does a lot of business. So, all right, so answer this. <laughs> as you would like. At that time, was the Monarch like the way the youth attracts to it now? Or was the Monarch specifically what it was made for? No, it was your dad's shoe. It was your dad's shoe. Yeah, yeah, no, it was your dad and grand, actually your granddad's shoe. <laughs> um, but the funny, the trend actually was starting to start bubbling that way where it was yeah. becoming this kind of um, phenomenon yeah. uh, and people start to gravitate because of, it was the irony of it, right? That, that's yeah. what comes like the irony. It's like, oh, this is your granddad's shoe. So let's, he's not cool, but let's make this let's cool. Let's make it cool. And so, so yeah, so I had that opportunity, um, which was very interesting. Again, when you start talking about business and you start talking about this, the sneaker industry, that was one of my main takeaways where um, one of my mentors told me this very early. He said, hey man, like, he said, you can be the cool guy or you can be a guy who, who's known to make money. <laughs> and he goes, guess which, uh, guess which person has a longer uh, longevity in this industry? And that experience during that time for yeah. me was, uh, was exactly that. Um, when you start to see the significant, 
mm-hmm. um, the significance between some of these products that are going out mm-hmm. and uh, and the amount of business that's um, you know being being done and the influence it has on culture. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a big takeaway. Big takeaway. Yeah. When we come back in just a minute, we hear about how Rashad went from working on the Air Monarch at Nike to joining the Under Armour basketball team on the signature sneaker line for the two-time NBA MVP, Steph Curry. Stay with us. I'm Bima, and you're listening to Claim of Stories. Hey, everyone. Support for Claim of Stories comes from Portland State University's Center for Retail Leadership. If you want to prepare for a successful career, they can help by creating hands-on learning experiences focused on innovation, collaboration, and thought leadership. Visit pdx.edu backslash retail dash leadership. Hey, welcome back to Claim the Stories. So it's 2014 and Rashad takes on a new challenge by leaving Nike and joining Under Armour to work on the Steph Curry signature sneaker line. So yeah, around 2015, okay. um, I decided to, or 14, I decided, 15, I decided to leave Nike. Okay. At that time. And so uh, I actually went to a, uh, I actually ended up going to Under Armour. Under Armour? Yeah. What was, what did they have that was so great that you were like, I'm leaving and I'm going to Under Armour? Uh, So it was one of the things where I like a challenge. Okay. Right? And the way I thought about it really was there's not too many times in any industry that you can actually really affect change and have an imprint on it. And yeah. at the time, that's what they were doing. Yeah. And if you think about any industry, like you, you usually don't get that, right? It's rare. You know, it's very rare. You don't get that heat. You don't get that that uh, that opportunity. Right. And so, um, you know, when I decided to uh, to make that change, um, they just so happened as I was making the change, they just, they just so happened to be signing another NBA guy uh, by the name of Stephen Curry. <laughs> So, so um, you're going at the same time. So I, so I was going at the same time as he was. Yeah. So when I finally kind of joined, uh, at that time, he just hit his stride. And yeah. so my first year at that time was his first MVP year. So, um, so that was really that's, interesting. Yeah. So it was that's from, crazy. it was crazy. So from a brand who was trying to get into footwear, mm-hmm. um, had the momentum, uh, that Steph was having, right. and they were trying to uh, just, you know, figuring out right. a- as they were going. And so it was, it was great times because mm-hmm. this was, it was all new to Stephen. Yeah, it was new to the uh, to the company. Yes, and um, and it gave me some great experiences. Uh, How are you managing that? Because you're coming, it's, that's got to be a whirlwind. Yes, you're coming in on MVP year. Yeah, you got a franchise model that's taken off. Yes. And you're now a director there. Yes. How are you managing this? Uh, <laughs> a lot of prayer, man. Uh, it was uh, it, it was a lot. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna front it. It was a lot um, because we were trying to figure out how do you continue to build him up? Yeah. How do you continue to build a footwear business? Um, how do you continue to stay relevant to the consumer? Mm-hmm. Stay relevant to the marketplace, yeah. but also navigate the marketplace. <laughs> um, you know, as 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 trends are shifting right. and culture is shifting. And, um, and it was a lot, but, um, but, you know, we got through it. I mean, we had a, you know, when I was there, yeah. had a great run, um, you know, uh, was there for his first MVP, mm-hmm. his second MVP, um, kind of set up how uh, his business should be done, right. um, you know, in the future. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, it was, it was really good. And I got to know a really cool dude mm-hmm. um, who was funny. So, you know, Port- the Blazers played. I was um, just going to ask if you were still connected. Yeah, still connected yeah. to the Blazers were playing, you know, West, uh, was playing the, uh, 
the Warriors, Warriors. you know, Western Conference final here. Right. And, uh, and I go to the game, and he's warming up, and I'm sitting pretty close to the bench, their bench, and he's literally warming up three minutes before the game, and he, <laughs> you know, he looks over and sees mm-hmm. me, and then he comes over and gives me a big hug. That's amazing. You know? And, That's uh, amazing. and just still having those connections. That's what I love about, I think what I find most interesting about that role is the ability to pair your interest in sport footwear and the relationships that you build along the way. Yeah. Like you, you have relationships with amazing world-class athletes. Yeah, I mean, it's important. I mean, when you talk about relationships too, I think the relationships I built yeah. uh, on everywhere I've been are probably the, the most important things yeah. because we're all here to be talking about the connections to be made. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the biggest thing. Like, I've worked with some very, very good people. That's amazing. And who've influenced me, and I hope I've influenced them in a positive way. <laughs> but uh, just making sure, you know, if you need to bounce an idea off of someone, or if you need to, you know, you're going something through your career, you're trying mm-hmm. to figure something out, having people to, uh, to bounce, bounce, you know, just, just to talk and use as a sounding yeah. board is huge. And so having people with so many different perspectives mm-hmm. is invaluable. That's an important one is the different perspectives, not yeah. the same, same opinion, but yeah. people that actually allow that idea to grow. Yeah, and I think that's what I found out in my career because typically, I mean, again, like when you, my, my career has been unique that way mm-hmm. where if you look at anyone in the industry, or not anyone, but typically people stay in brands uh, for a very significant time, mm-hmm. um, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. Right. It wasn't my plan to, yeah. to move like I did, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's pretty parallel to where society uh, is in the workforce. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about the millennial generation, right? right. And, you know, millennials are gonna be 75% of the workforce, or I should say we, are gonna be, <laughs> we. <laughs> yeah, are gonna be 75% of the workforce, right, by 2025. Absolutely. And I think that the, uh, one of the stats is like the average tenure in a position mm-hmm. is like 18 to like maybe 36 months. Wow. So I just thought it was interesting. My career mm-hmm. was pretty much parallel the way the workforce. Where it is. Um, yeah, the new workforce is, is, is going. Okay. So today, you're yeah. now senior director at Adidas Basketball. Yeah, man, yeah. You're, you're, you're back at Adidas. I'm back at Adidas. What are you so thrilled about in that opportunity? Because you're in a, in, a, in a role where you get to have some significant impact and you get to work on some really, really important projects. Yeah, um, I, I was super excited to join, to join Adidas uh, and to come back. Yeah. Um, because between my time when I, I left, I like to say my first tour duty, um, <laughs> uh, till now to my second tour, uh, you know, they've had a big significant shift. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was excited to see that, you know, like and for Adidas, uh, one of the pillars, and you've been there, mm-hmm. you know, are, are the three C's. Yes. And so uh, really focusing, you know, on, on collaboration and having that confidence um, and just really just making sure that people are working as teams for one common goal was right. huge for me. It's huge. Uh, it was huge for me to come back with that. And then coming back in a different position, of course, yes. um, where uh, I had a little bit more influence yes. was a, uh, you know, was a plus as well. So one of the projects that I thought was really interesting that I've seen over the last year yeah. is the project with Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. And uh, you collaborated with a, a movie? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> my young guy, yeah. Um, so Donovan Mitchell, and if anyone doesn't know him, he plays for the Utah Jazz, and he has a nickname, Spider. <laughs> so, uh, and he's uh, infatuated with Spider-Man. He's infatuated with Spider-Man. Really? So he, uh, he's, he's our, new, our most recent signature, signature athlete. Okay. And so what we did with him was we actually collaborated with Marvel wow. uh, on the new Spider-Man movie that was coming out that just yeah. came out in, in July. 
and just really try to uh, bring a different look and a different feel mm -hmm. to um, to at least the basketball category basketball. and the signature yeah. uh, signature approach. Because there's and a lot of competition. There's a lot. Oh, there's absolutely a lot of competition, <laughs> right? And so, um, so the great thing about like. Donovan mm -hmm. is he's really young, mm -hmm. really energetic, and really personable. Like he's a very cool, he's a good guy, yeah. and he's and he's a very cool dude. Yeah. And so, uh, so leveraging him or partnering, I should say, him with one of the biggest movie franchises in the world yes. ever. ever. I think it's like top ten. <laughs> uh, for me, you know, when I made that decision, it was kind of just a natural fit. That's amazing. Has yeah. that been done before? No, no, <laughs> no. It hasn't been done before. For someone's like first launch of a shoe. Um, yeah. When you think about, yeah, summer blockbuster like Spider-Man. Yeah. Rashad, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I think looking back on my career, mm. what's really helped me mm. has been my foundation, mm. which was working at that agency. Working at the agency. And knowing consumers. Knowing consumer knowing what to look for for consumer behavior, mm -hmm. knowing how to... Uh, really interact with consumers, mm -hmm. knowing and seeing how brands have made mistakes on how they interact with consumers. And that's probably been my, like my, my foundation as I move throughout my career. Because you know where it starts. I know where it starts, and I've mm. never lost that. Mm. So that was the one thing that as I was reflecting, I was like, wow, like, yeah, you got to know what the people want. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know how to read what the people want or be able to anticipate that, right. that's where uh, there are a lot of pitfalls. Right. Well. As I did ask the last two guests that were here, yeah. um, and especially with your vast experience in footwear and in the industry, um, for people that are looking to get in this industry and people of color who want to advance themselves in this industry, you've done a great job. What can you share with them about their path? Um, I would say, uh, for sure, stay focused <laughs> on what you're passionate about and what you love about the industry. But within that, I say also, um, look at every opportunity. So if an opportunity presents itself, you have to at least acknowledge it and, uh, and, and really just kind of go through that. And the reason I say that is you just never know the path that you may have mm -hmm. to get you to where you want to go. You just never know what that thing may be. You know, you may think like, hey, no, I want to go right into Adidas and I want to be you know, I want to be in your position, Rashad, or I want to be, <laughs> you know, head of Yeezy or yeah. whatever it may be. Yeah. But someone may say, hey, I got an opportunity at, you know, as an internship or the retail store. And you're like, yeah. no, 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 that's not I what, I, not want what I want to do. You never know what that position or what that opportunity, how it may circle back mm -hmm. and help you get to your end goal. Yeah. The main point is, though, stay focused on your end goal. But those opportunities can come from anywhere. Rashad is the Senior Director of Footwear at Adidas Hoops. He's been with the company since 2017. Thanks so much for listening to the show this week. Find out more about Rashad and get access to all of our episodes on our website at claimastories.com. And while you're there, please give us a review. If you'd like to connect, follow us on Instagram at claimastories. Our show this week is produced by BJ Fergozo and Adrian Anaya with music composed by VDOT of The Creative State. Thanks also to Oilong Maui and Kate Williams. I'm Bima, and you've been listening to Clayma Stories. <laughs>